also thank him for the word that's about to go forth. Hallelujah. Oh, I wish somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, aren't you glad of the Holy Ghost that you feel tonight in the house? Praise God. Let me tell us something today. We need to be proud and oh so privileged that we are living today in a dispensation of grace where God makes his presence known in the middle of a people that cry out to him. Did you know that the angels desire, Brother Forbes, to look in on us? Amen. They, they would love to have a touch of this. Amen. I, I'm telling you in Old Testament time, they died, the Bible said, in Hebrews the 11th and 12th chapter, they died without receiving the promise. But thank God we have received the promise of God. Amen. You and I have been given the Holy Ghost. Praise God. We are blessed today to feel what we feel. Hallelujah. Oh, let me tell you today, above anything else, I am, I am so privileged today to serve a God that is accessible. Amen. That has opened up the windows of heaven and the doors of heaven. And he pours us out a blessing. And he said, if any man come, if any man will open the door, he said, I'll come in and I'll sup with him. Amen. Let me tell you today, God is as close as an upreached hand. Amen. God is as close, amen, as calling on the name of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to give somebody a word in this place. This is not my message, but I want to give it to someone. Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18 says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, and neither shall the fruit be in the vines, and the labor of the olives shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. I, I want to give somebody a word tonight that's struggling with something. And I want to tell you today, worship him. Just praise him. Just bless him. Doesn't matter what kind of day you have. Doesn't matter how big of a wreck your life is. Amen. Let me tell you this today. And I know this is going to sound strange. Doesn't matter if you slip and sin today. The Bible said, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Let me tell you today, you need to praise him in your place. You need to praise him in your seat. You need to praise him in your position. You need to praise him when you're up and praise him when you're down and out. You need to praise him when you're going through things and praise him in your time of plenty. Amen. Why? Because that is my sacrifice of praise that I give to the Lord and my body might not feel like it. Amen. But the God that I serve dictates to me that he's worthy of all I can give him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. God is in this place today, isn't he? Amen. Our Noah worship service has left us long tonight in this place. But I, I want to, first of all, I, I want to say today that I, I had to send a message last night that I even wept as I left the message with everybody. Because 
Brother Sish was my friend, and I loved him so dearly. And I want to I want to tell somebody tonight. This this needs to be understood. First Thessalonians four. I read this often. I'll probably read it in the funeral. But it's worth reading tonight. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Listen to this. That you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. I've been to a lot of funerals, Brother Bogle, where people were distraught. People lost their minds and they didn't know what to do and they didn't know how to cope. But I find written in the Word of God that when we have a saint to lay to rest, he said, don't you sorrow as others which have no hope. You want to know why? Because the Lord himself is going to return with a shout and the voice of the archangel. Amen. And guess what? The trump of God and then the dead in Christ will rise and those that are alive and remain are going to be caught up out of this world. Let me give somebody else some good news tonight. This is temporary right here. This is momentary. Amen. I'm looking for a place with walls of jasper, gates of pearl, streets of gold. No more doctors. No more funeral homes. Amen. No more unfinished business. It's all going to be taken care of. Amen. And I'm looking forward to that grand meeting. Amen. That Brother Sisk and I will have, Brother Kevin, on the other side. We're going to talk about Praise Temple Apostolic Church and what all God has wrought in this place and how the Spirit of God has moved and the revival that has been attained in this house simply by the grace and mercy of God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight in such a mighty way. I want to tell you tonight, if you just reach up like this and get hold of Him, God is right here. Amen. To minister to your need. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I'm going to minister just for a few moments tonight. I understand that time is slipping away, but there's such a great anointing. Amen. A sweet anointing, a powerful anointing today in this place. I believe tonight that there's angels in this house. Amen. But even more important than angels, the Holy Ghost is in this place. Amen. And let me tell you why he's here. Because men and women have besought the presence of God. Amen. We have cried out. Amen. And God has answered. He said, here I am. I told you I'd be there the whole time. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. The presence of God is in this place. I wish somebody just shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to preach a title and I'm going to read my scripture in this as I go along. So no scripture to begin this. I I may not get finished today and we'll finish it. Amen. At a later time. But I want to preach to everyone this or teach or however this may come out. Just simply this. A call to prayer. A call to prayer. How many prayer warriors do we have in the house? Amen. How many intercessors do we have in the house? Praise God. It's all right. Just being honest tonight. 
I want to talk to us tonight about saturating everything with prayer. Praise the Lord. Could we ask God to bless this word? Lord, we love you. We thank you. We thank you for what we feel. Thank you for that presence of yours. Thank you today that I know your healing virtue is flowing. and The power of God is moving. Lord, you're doing great things today in this place. Thank you today for the reassurance of the Holy Ghost that I feel so deeply in my spirit. Thank you for the word interpreted tonight. Lord, we give you honor. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. The church said amen. You can be seated for a few moments. If we were to live in a Muslim nation, not once, not twice, but five times a day, a person called a Mudan will recite the Adan from a mosque, therefore giving all of those nearby something called a call to prayer. The call goes out, listen to this, at dawn, past noon, early evening, late evening, and at night. Each time of prayer generally lasts from 10 to 15 minutes. And each time most will unroll their quibla, that's their carpet, and they will kneel faced toward Mecca, while they bow themselves and prostrate themselves before their God, many times touching their forehead to the ground in humility. They are a people, this is so important, though they're misguided and misled, and though their origin, a religion that's absolutely contrary to God's word, there are people who are completely committed to prayer. We could say, Pastor, this is a wrong example to give us as a standard for our prayer. These are a people who live and believe completely contrary to the message of the gospel of Christ. But I'm going to submit something to us tonight. If these who know not God in the sense that we know Him and they have conformed their lives to their religion and their belief no matter how dead it may be, how much more should our lives be fashioned, molded, and shaped to God in prayer? In prayer. I'm here to challenge us just a little bit tonight. We have heard many messages about prayer. Pastor has preached about prayer hundreds and hundreds of times from this pulpit. We have challenged it. We have signed pledges. We have done different things. But I want to give us maybe a, a deeper understanding of prayer tonight. Mark 11 and 24 said, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire when you pray... Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now let me tell us tonight, God answers prayers. I don't know about you today, but this, this old man here lifted his hands before the Lord in prayer. And I said, God, 
I need you to envelop this place with the anointing of the Lord tonight and allow the presence of God to move upon the hearts of men. And you know what? He did. I said, Lord, let the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation. Let us to hear tongues and interpretation. Amen. And guess what? We did. Amen. What am I here to tell you today? God is a prayer answering God. Amen. It doesn't matter how big or how small. God is able to move upon the need and the necessity and the request of men and women. God is a prayer answering God. Philippians 4, 5 and 7. 5 through 7 says this. Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, oh, I love this part. Amen. I'm going to ask everybody tonight, amen, how many are going through something, amen, in their life today? How many, how many feel like you, you, you've been in turmoil and, and you're struggling with some issues in your life? Would you just raise your hand? It's okay. Raise them high. That's all right. That's all right. We're living today in a generation, amen, that, that is in trouble. In a world today that's in trouble. And, and people today that are going through trouble. I, I, I've gone through trouble as a pastor. We have all faced trouble in our life. But I want you to hear today God's recipe, amen, or prescription. How many know what a prescription is? God has a prescription, amen, for you to have peace in your heart and not to be troubled anymore. Let me give it to you today. He said, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Amen. Let me tell you today, peace is as close, amen, as you praying to the God of your salvation. Amen. Let me tell us today as I sat with Sister Sisk and we began to talk to, uh, of, of things gone by and years gone by and many years of pastorship and many years of working the church. Amen. Let me tell us today there's been many times in both of our lives, amen, that only prayer would get us through. And when we would bow our face and bow our knees in prayer, amen, the God of our salvation would move upon our lives and God would begin to minister peace. I'm here to tell somebody tonight, if you'll pray, if you'll pray, if you'll humble yourself and pray and get hold of the face of God, I'm here to tell you somebody, amen, your answer's on the way, but you got to get in the channel, amen, of hearing the word of God. Paul on the road to Damascus, the Bible said, was smitten by the Lord. Amen. And he began to question the Lord who he was. Jesus began to reveal himself. He said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. Amen. And then we find written in that same scripture that Amen. Those men heard a noise, but they saw no one. 
only Paul. Why? Because Paul was in that channel that he needed to be in. Amen. In order for God to be able to talk to him. Let me tell us today. There's a lot of lives that are suffering static in your life. Amen. You're off channel just a little bit. Amen. You're not hitting on top dead center. It's been a while since you've come to an altar and poured it out. And it's been a while since you've laid it before an altar in God. I'm not here condemning. I'm here to tell you today. I've got a prescription for your peace amen your peace comes in prayer and I'm telling you your peace you're going to find it in prayer amen when you're troubled beyond comprehension amen I'm going to tell you all you got to do is talk to the God of your salvation amen he's God hallelujah he said in the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank God that we have peace in him. <coughs> Reese Howell. Has anyone ever heard of Reese Howell? You're going to hear about him tonight. Reese Howell wasn't a prayer warrior. He was a mighty intercessor of his day. Not only did he have a burden to intercede, but he had a burden to train up intercessors. And uh, uh, this is so necessary today. Parents, I want to tell us today that we need to train up a generation that's coming after us that are able to touch the throne room of heaven. Amen. Let me me tell us today as as old brother Cook gets older and and I buried my father. uh, let Let me tell us today there comes a time. Brother Forbes, that we're the generation. Amen. There's not a generation that's, that, that, that's, that's, uh, that's there with us. They're, they're gone on and it, and it falls to us. And I, I want to tell the young people tonight, amen, in this house that one of these days, this is going to fall on you. Amen. One of these days, you're going to head up the church. One of these days, amen, you're going to be teaching Bible studies and you're going to be winning souls and you're going to be reaching people. Amen. Let me tell the the older folks today, we need to train up a generation, Brother Moore, and show them how to get hold of the throne room of heaven. Because if not, amen, we'll raise up a weak, impotent generation that doesn't know who Jesus is. I'm telling us today, we need to find a burden within our soul that we impart it to somebody and show somebody what it takes to get hold of heaven. Reese Howell had a burden to train up intercessors. In 1924, he founded a Bible college in Wales training young folks to pray and to intercede. Later, Reese's widow admitted to Leonard Ravenhill that Reese had prayed 12 hours a day for 11 months until God gave him a school. Let me read that again for those wide-eyed. Reese Howe prayed, amen, he, he prayed 12 hours a day for 11 months straight every day until God gave him A school to train intercessors. Let me read that again. Amen. 
this man by the name of Reese was so burdened with his impassioned desire to teach men and women how to pray, amen, that he sought God for 11 months, 12 hours a day to pray, and God answered his prayer. Now let me tell you something today. God is a prayer answering God. During World War II, Reese helped develop 100 young people and trained them to be intercessors. All of them prayed five hours a day, every day until the end of the war. For years, five hours a day. I read that and I was in stunned disbelief. Amen. I I remember one time that... uh, Brother Mark Kirkwood came down to receive the Holy Ghost. And some of you don't remember him, but he was a precious saint of God, an elder in this church, amen, that did whatever was required of him. But, but Sister Marianne, I remember one time that he determined in his heart he was going to get the Holy Ghost. Amen. And he came down. If I remember right, we prayed for three hours straight, nonstop, for Brother Mark to get the Holy Ghost. Guess what? He didn't get the Holy Ghost that night. No. But let me tell you this. God heard us pray that night. And in a prayer service not long after that, we were having church. And I remember I was easing around just praying with a few people. And Brother Mark had his hands raised and he was standing on the front aisle. And Brother Moore, I reached over and I laid my hand on Brother Mark's head. And God filled him with a beautiful gift of the Holy Ghost. You want to know why? Not because just Brother Cook laid hands on him. Because Brother Mark had sought God for three hours and said, i got to have the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you today, when you get to the point that you got to get hold of God, you'll get hold of God. When you've got to have a miracle in your life, God will move in your life in a miracle. But you've got to make up in your mind, I've got to have you now. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen to some more of this. To tell you how prayer changed the course of World War II in the world. Prayer is powerful. In May of 1940, French and English soldiers were trapped at a place called Dunkirk. One hundred of thousands were literally stranded and would have been completely decimated by the German blitzkrieg that was lined up and ready to annihilate them all. But guess what? This man by the name of Rees heard about it. And he gathered his 100 intercessors And history said they prayed all night that those tanks would be stopped and the soldiers would be delivered. And at the same time, tens of thousands of people gathered at churches all over England praying because King George VI ordered a national day of prayer. For reasons unknown to most, Hitler ordered his tanks to stop while his generous his generals questioned him why are you stopping the tanks 
He didn't even know why. All he knew is he had to stop the tanks. Let me tell you why. Because there were prayers that were going up before the throne room of heaven. And God began to move upon the mind of a demented man. And in the end, God saved 300,000 men. Because somebody had a burden to pray. Had a burden to pray. Listen to this. Amen. When those tanks stopped, it gave the troops just enough time to retreat back to Dunkirk. And meanwhile, all of a sudden, cloud cover covered the soldiers and the air attack could not be carried out. And all of a sudden, the choppy waters of the English Channel calmed nearly smooth. Amen. While boat operators, amen, volunteered and evacuated every soldier at Dunkirk. You want to know why? Because somebody realized if something is going to happen, I'm going to have to get hold of the throne room of heaven. I'm here to tell somebody, quit complaining about your problem. Quit fussing about the impossible situation of life. Oh, quit getting tired of the way things are and bow your knees before the God of glory and realize this, he's a prayer answering God, he'll move in your situation, he'll change your world there's a call going forth today for men and women to pray amen, this became known as the miracle of Dunkirk, amen Winston Churchill, who was not a religious man, even admitted that he didn't understand how it worked and how everything came to be. I'm going to tell the church very quickly tonight, God answers prayer. I'm going to tell us today that sometimes we pray some of the most weak need prayers, leftover prayers. Amen. And I know today that there are times in our life that we don't have strength in our body. Amen. To pray very long or very hard. And I get that. I understand that today. Amen. But let me tell us today. Amen. If we were to measure out our time. If we were to look at where we're putting forth our energy. I wonder today how much could we say has been put forth into getting hold of the throne room of heaven. Amen. How badly do you want revival in your life? How badly do you want your children delivered? How badly do you want your spouses to be saved? How badly do you want your children to be baptized in Jesus' name? How badly do you want your backslidden son or daughter to come back to the house of God? I'm telling you there's a call going out. Amen. God is saying it's time to pray. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. It's time to pray like you ain't prayed in a while. It's time to pray like the old time saints. It's time to pray. During the formation of our nation, colonists declared days of prayer during drought. Attacks and threats from other nations. Listen to this. In 1668, the 27th of August was appointed the day of fasting and prayer for God's mercy. You can go, amen, to 1774, 75, 76, 77, and 78. In each of those years, amen, there was an appointed day set forth, amen, by 13 colonies as a national day of prayer. I want to tell our school boys and girls today, amen, don't you believe those uh, folks that would tell you that our nation 
is not rooted and founded on the God that is eternal whose name is Jesus Christ I got news for you that's how we came into being that's how we won a war that's how we all I'm here to tell you that's why a constitution was written Amen. I'm here to tell you today God is looking for a generation of people that are saying I'm tired and I'm ready for a move of God Seventeen forty-six, a French admiral during the French and English War set sail to America with the largest fleet that had been gathered in modern times. Seventy ships with thirteen thousand soldiers. They were sent to destroy Boston, New York, and all the cities across the Eastern Seaboard. Amen. This admiral said he was going to raise the entire nation. Amen. General William Shirley declared a day of prayer and fasting, October 1746, for deliverance. In Boston's Old South Meeting House, there was an old preacher whose name was Reverend Thomas Prince that got up and he prayed, Send thy tempest, Lord, upon the water and scatter the ships of our tormentors. And immediately, immediately history says that the clouds darken, amen, and the skies turn black. And wind began to blow and a hurricane blew in and blew 70 ships into oblivion. Amen. It destroyed thousands of soldiers and an old French admiral fell on his sword and killed himself. Amen. Because he didn't know what else to do. Why? Because somebody said, I got to have God deliver me. I'm here to tell you today when you get tired of your situation and you start calling on the God of your salvation, He'll move on your behalf. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. But you have to get tired of your condition, you have to get tired of where you're at. You have to get tired of, of, of what's going on in your life. You have to get tired of not hearing from God. You have to get tired of not receiving the miracle you're after. You've got to get tired of lost husbands and lost wives and lost sons and daughters. Amen. And let me tell you this. Amen. I know we've been praying, but I'm telling you today, it's time that we push pray. Amen. Push pray means this. Pray until something happens. Amen. You need to bow on your knees before the God of glory. You need to lift your voices before heaven and say, God, amen, like Jacob, I ain't going to let you go until you bless me. I'm going to hang on till I get a word from God and some direction from the Lord. And I'm here to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost tonight, I know it's Wednesday night Bible study. Amen. But hopefully I'm going to inspire somebody. You need to move into an area of prayer that you ain't moved in in a while. You need to fall on your face and repent like you ain't repented in a while. You need to call on the name of the Lord. Praise God. And he'll move on your behalf. Hallelujah. On May 24, 1774, Thomas Jefferson drafted a a resolution for a day of fasting and prayer. George Washington recorded it in his journal. I went to church today and fasted all day, and God intervened. Hallelujah. I got news for you today. God will intervene in your situation. Amen. I'm here to tell you, 
Says, I'm believing today God heard your prayer. I'm believing today God is going to move upon that request that you petitioned him for. Why? Because God is a prayer answering God. Amen. I'm here to tell somebody, if I ain't doing nothing else, I'm going to lay a proclamation before the devil. He's a liar. He's a wretched, low-down, sorry liar. Amen. God is a prayer-answering God. And regardless of what that old devil would whisper in your ear, God does want to bless you. God does want to multiply you. God does want to give to you. God does want to all. God does want to do great things in your life. God does want to save your spouse. God does want to save your children. God does want you to prosper even as your soul prospered but you got to get serious with it hallelujah oh hallelujah hallelujah oh listen one after another I could go on and on and on telling us of God's divine intervention because of prayer and consecration God honors prayer God honors prayer God honors prayer I want the young folks to know this God honors prayer oh listen God honors prayer Amen. Genesis 20, Abraham prayed and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maidservants and they bear children. Woo! I don't know about you. Amen. But that's a promise right there. Amen. You don't think God don't care about the next generation? He does. Again, Abraham prayed a prayer of intercession and God spared Lot. Jacob prayed and God spared Jacob and his family. David prayed before his battle with the Philistines and God said, when you hear the sound of the wind in the mulberry trees, he said, you're going to smite the host of the Philistines. And the Bible said he smote them with a great slaughter. Let me tell you, God is a prayer answering God. Amen. Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribe, the chief of the fathers of the children of Israel, even King Solomon, that they might bring the ark out of the city of the David. And when the priests came out of the holy place that were ministering and praying, amen, there was a cloud that filled the house of the Lord so that the priests could not minister because of the glory of God. Let me tell you today, you want the Holy Ghost to move in your life? I'm here to tell you how to do. Get hold of the kingdom of God. Get hold of the throne room of heaven. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me tonight. I know you're tired in body, but I'm here to tell somebody, your answer is a prayer away. Your miracle is a prayer away. God delivering you is a prayer away. All you gotta do is get hold of God and say, God, I need you. God when Hannah prayed she wept sore and bowed a vow and God answered a prayer and she birthed the Samuel I want to tell us today amen there's a Samuel in your horizon but it's going to come at a wall of prayer first do you hear what I'm saying I said there's a Samuel in your horizon but it's going to come at a wall of prayer first amen when Jacob prayed amen God stopped or, or when Joshua prayed God stopped time that he could win a battle and when Hezekiah prayed, God reversed time. Amen. And he gave him 15 more years. Amen. You want to know why? Because we live in this God of eternity as being our God. And yesterday is to him as today. And, and a thousand years from now, amen, is presently and currently. God looks at time like we would look at a parade. Hallelujah. All at once. When Elijah prayed, God withheld the rain of Israel for three years. When Elijah prayed again, it rained an abundance of rain. 
When Elijah prayed, fire fell from heaven and God consumed the sacrifice, the altar, and the water. When Nineveh prayed, God spared 120,000 people. There were about 120 in an upper room that had a prayer meeting that lasted 10 days. And the Bible said there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled all the house wherein they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. What am I here to tell us today? I'm here to tell us today that it's time. Amen. That we set some dinner plates aside. It's time that we set our Facebook apps aside. It's time that we, we, we get rid of some things out of our life that are troubling us and bothering us. And listen for the word of God and the power of God. Amen. That longs to be manifested in the midst. Amen. Of the church body. I'm here to tell you revival is at the end of prayer meeting. Stand with me today. Healing is at the end of prayer meeting. Hallelujah. I believe today. That God longs to answer the prayers of his people. How many here believe now in prayer? 